Welcome to our Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they have overcame them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today my guest is Julie Dennis, who is Head of Diversity and Inclusion at ACAS. Thanks for joining me today, Julie. Can we start by you telling us all how your career took you to the role you have today? Yeah, thanks, Grace, and lovely to meet you today. Uh, and thanks for asking me to join this podcast. So uh, my career has been quite interesting um, to get me to where I am today. I think I always knew I wanted to work in an area where I could make a difference to people's lives. Yeah. Uh, and that's what led me to uh, work in diversity. Um, but to get there has been quite a, a rocky road. So, um, you know, if I look back at, you know, when I was your age, I was um, living, uh, my mum was a, a single parent and um, she just got remarried. So my whole home life changed dramatically when she got remarried. Um, and I can remember having to leave home at 17 and um, I got a job working in hairdressing, doing YTS, because that was what was around when I was younger, youth training scheme. Um, and it didn't really fulfil me. Uh, but it was a job that I needed to do to get money because I was living in a bed set. Um, and then um, I got married, I had a baby, and then I was divorced by the age of 20. And unfortunately, my first marriage broke down. Um, and at the age of 21, I found myself divorced with a six-month-old baby, and I was homeless. Um, so I had to rebuild my life from scratch. Uh, and I was very lucky at that time, you know, I, I got uh, housed in bed and breakfast to begin with. And I, I managed to get housed by, by the council. Um, and then I tried to get back into work. But because I was a single mom and because I'd put I'd left my job because I'd had a baby and I was yeah. divorced, I wasn't getting any job opportunities coming up. So I actually went back to education and I went to university. I always wanted to go to university when I was younger, but I wasn't allowed. I was told I had to go and get a job when I lived at home. Um, So that opportunity was taken away from me. So I went back to uni as a mature student, although I wasn't that mature. I was 25. Uh, And it was through doing my degree. I did a, a BA in women's studies that that's where I really found my feet and I decided that that's why I wanted to go into a career working in diversity. But it was called Equal Opportunities back then. Yeah. So um, I studied whilst raising my daughter. And then once I graduated, I went into uh, just HR jobs, uh, temping at first and and then got a job. And then eventually I got a job working for Nottingham's Fire and Rescue Service as their Equality and Fairness Officer. And uh, the rest is history. You know, 20 years later, I'm the head of diversity inclusion at ACAS. And I thoroughly enjoyed that job. Really, really love it. Well, I know you went to Sheffield Hallam University, but how important do you actually think it is to go to university? Um. 
don't think it's actually really important, especially nowadays, because there's apprenticeships, you know, apprenticeships can give people just as much opportunities, if not more. And, you know, um, I went to university because I couldn't get a job. And, you know, my circumstances, I was unemployed and I thought, well, I'm not going to be worse off financially going to university. And actually, it fit around my life being a single mom of a, a young child. It meant that I could study alongside raising her as well and still be part of her life while she was young. Um, yeah. So so I went to university to actually make up for the time I'd lost out of employment and doing that, having my degree helped me jump up a few steps in the ladder as far as my career. So, yeah. so I don't think it is essential to go to uni, but for me, it's really helped me. It's given me that grounding and that academic background for the work that I do now at ACAS. Uh, yeah. to be able to talk about you know the theories and that around uh, discrimination and inclusion etc. So obviously we've all been hit by Covid with things just beginning to feel normal again but how have you had to deal with the Covid-19 issues both personally and professionally? So that's a really good question so from a personal point of view I think like many of us we've found the last two years really hard you know, uh, when we went into lockdown two years ago, um, you know, that was really hard for me personally because I was living on my own. Uh, so not being able to see anybody for a number of weeks was really hard. But I was really lucky because I was able to work from home. You know, ACAS uh, ensured that all of its staff could work from home because we're all office based. Uh, so I was able to get that interaction through work. And I think work kept me sane on, on that part. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was it was really hard and not being able to see family and um, my daughter, especially, and my grandson. I've got a new grandson to so not being able to see him. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a challenge, I think, like for everybody. It was a real challenge uh, from a professional point of view. Uh, at ACAS, we saw a rise in calls from people because people were being losing their jobs, people were being furloughed. There was a lot of confusion at the beginning of COVID as to what rights people had. And, and at ACAS, the team were absolutely amazing of making sure they got things up to date on our website and we gave advice and guidance to employers and companies. So, uh, and I think, again, from that diversity space, it really highlighted the inequality that was in society already that I think a lot of us didn't really realise. Uh, and there's some positive things, I think, that can come out of what's happened to COVID uh, in relation to that and, and, and enabling us to make workplaces a lot better. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit more about what you do with ACAS day to day? Yeah, of course I can. So my role as Head of Diversity and Inclusion is I have quite a wide remit. So first part of my job is to make sure that ACAS as an organisation treats its staff fairly and that we adhere to all the employment legislation, the equality legislation. So I'll be involved in making sure we've got policies in place around that, be that 
uh, policies around harassment and bullying or stuff around maternity. We're working on stuff on menopause, for example, at the minute, uh, stuff around race and racism, sexual orientation, etc. So making sure that we're creating a great place for people to work in ACAS. But also there's an external remit that I have. So it's making sure that employers are aware of how to make sure they don't fall foul of the Equality Act. So um, I get the pleasure of doing a lot of public speaking, speaking at conferences, doing fantastic podcasts like this, but also working with government and working with stakeholders on policy development. So making sure when, when government's looking at developing policies that we give that input from ACAS as to what that means around making work better for everybody. Yeah. Well, when we look about how the world is changing so much, and it is changing so quickly also, what do you think Work for Women might look like in 10 years' time, or what do you hope Work for Women might look like? So my hope is that women get the same opportunities that men get in the workplace, whatever that is that they want to be. I'd love to see that we see more women in senior leadership. We see more women in uh, CEO roles, you know, leading strategy, leading policy. I'd also like to think that the lessons that we've learned through COVID, you know, the the way that companies are working in a more of a hybrid fashion, that, that actually that gives more opportunity for both men and women in the workplace, but also that it doesn't see that women are more likely to take that option of working from home. But if mm. they do, that that doesn't have a negative impact on their career aspirations, that they're not, because they're not visible in the office, that they're overlooked. So I'd like to see that businesses take into account that we can all work differently. We all have something valuable to bring to the workplace and that women have just as much, you know, input into to how that looks and feels. Um, I think what also what COVID's done has really heightened the importance of, you know, family. Uh, and I think in a positive way, whereas, yes, we know that a lot more women had to pick up the homeschooling. But we also saw that men were doing that. And I think the positive bit is that men are now turning around saying, actually, I want to spend more time with my family, with my children. And again, I think that will help women when they're having to juggle. Because I think the difference is for us as women, especially now, you know, my generation of women, we're, we're trying to do everything. But the mechanisms haven't been put in place for us to be able to have a successful career but we've still got to run the home and I think it is you know it's about actually having a partnership that both parties help out at home it's not just the woman has the career but then still has to come home and do the cooking and the cleaning and everything it's it's about you know men also stepping up and doing their share to enable their women to 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 to, you know develop to the, the best potential yeah well Throughout your career, have you had any mentors or have there been anyone that you particularly admired? Um, I've had quite a few mentors. You know, I've had some women who have been mentors because I've seen them and I've admired the work that they've done. I've also had some men that have been mentors because I've wanted to find out what have they done, you know, because we do think differently. We do work differently. Um and there's been people that I've admired. I mean, one woman that I absolutely admire and still admire to this day is my main tutor at university, Dr. Anita Franklin. She really helped me 
deal with some of the things that I was dealing with in life and, and realise that, you know, I could achieve whatever I wanted to achieve. And she empowered yeah. me and put that positivity. Uh, and I'm, I'm really pleased that I'm still friends with uh, with Anita today, you know, and it is um, it is really nice that because I think sometimes you put people on a pedestal and they don't always live up to that expectations. But, you know, Anita still is this inspirational woman. Um, so, yeah, that's who I admire. <laughs> yeah. So I can tell that your job can be quite busy sometimes. But are there any hobbies that you like to do outside of work that help you to really relax? Yeah, I think my biggest love is music. I absolutely love music. Uh, I've had a passion for music since I was young. It's always been an escapism. So, you know, being able to listen to music helps me relax. Being able to go out and party as well. You know, I may be getting on a little bit. But I still can, you know, go out there and party and, and, and you know, socialise with my friends. I'm really lucky. I've got a really fantastic group of friends around me. Um, other things that I like, I enjoy um, gardening, you know, getting outside, getting fresh air. I love walking. I live in one of the most beautiful parts of the country. I live in the Peak District. So I have the pleasure of, you know, being able to go out and walk in the countryside um I do try and keep fit as well so you know I'll go to the gym and do classes um and then reading as well that's another hobby um and sometimes I'll do reading for pleasure you know get my head in a novel and then sometimes I'll read for educational reasons as well so uh, so yeah quite a few hobbies but you know and then sometimes I just like putting my feet up watching a good you know <laughs> box set on Netflix and just you know just uh relaxing at home yeah well, what tips would you give girls when they start to think about their own careers and their own futures? Oh, so there's quite a few tips. I think the first thing is you can't always do everything at once. You know, that's one thing that I learned, you know, growing up. Uh, you may want to get to that top level, but you need to, you know, sometimes you have to go through a different path. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes life does get in the way. You know, I look at me and you know, I put my career on hold when my daughter was younger and I don't regret that for one minute because, you know, I've got a fantastic 30-year-old daughter now who's also a fantastic mum uh, and I've instilled in her those values. Uh, and again, when we talk about people who inspire us, my daughter also inspires me because, you know, she's just amazing and she's an amazing mum and, and I think it's, you know, I'm so proud of her and so proud she's my daughter. The other tip as well uh, is be brave. You know, don't take no for an answer. You will come into contact with people who will say you can't do certain things. And, you know, you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. If you've got that ability, you can achieve yeah. that. The other tip as well is be a bit cheeky sometimes. You know, if you see that person that you admire or you want to find more out, go and approach them. Go and talk to them. Men do this all the time, you know. So, so go and approach those people, find out about their careers, get those mentors, find out where you can go and also see if you can shadow people. Because sometimes you may see a career or a job that looks really exciting. And then when you get to it, it's not as good as what you thought. So, you know, doing work experience, doing voluntary work is a good way of testing those skills, you know, yeah. and, and just, you know, put yourself outside that comfort zone, you know, but just 
go for your dreams because you yeah. know as women we can achieve whatever we want to achieve there's nothing to hold us back nowadays and I'm really excited about what your generation uh, can achieve now because you know there's so many opportunities that you need to grab them with both hands and go forward <laughs> definitely so I really enjoyed chatting with you today Julie thank you so so much and I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their own careers. Keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcast as I talk to many more brilliant women. For more information about us, visit reachnextgeneration.com. And thank you to our sponsors, Barclays Bank, Levi Strauss, Sage PLC, Haynes Watts and Ideal Standard.